beasts, rainbows, and angels, oh my. On this first Sunday of Lent, we hear how the Spirit drives Jesus out into the desert, where he's tempted by Satan among the wild beasts. That doesn't seem so nice of the Spirit to drive Jesus out into the desert where he could be tempted by Satan and be among the wild beasts. Last night, I was, Saturday night's priest night, so we were uh, having dinner and then we were watching the NBA three-point competition in the dunk contest. Pretty, I was pretty happy with it. Um, and one of the priests is like, oh, do you, are you, you want to watch the uh, All-Star game tomorrow? Um, not really. And then I was like, why is that? I was like, well, because there's no hustle. <laughs> there's, no, there's no tension. There's no, there's no fight. There's, no, there's nothing at stake. There's nothing that leads these players to stand up and want to do their best. That you and I, we need... You know, if there's, if, there's nothing, if there's nothing to stand up against, then there's no reason to bring my best. That, that I, need, I need almost a threat. I need almost a force that, if I'm not careful, could really hurt me. What, what if we don't have this kind of threat or force? Um, think back to Christmas break, you know, where you where you don't have schoolwork, maybe don't, you're not working, and, and we, we basically become like jello, you know? Like, like we don't really get anything done. <laughs> we, we sleep till noon, and it's not really our best. And, and don't we, afterwards, by the end of break, you're like, like we just almost kind of don't feel good about ourselves? Like, I just, I just, we didn't bring our best. It also makes me think of why, I've heard it said that statistically, students who have jobs during college do better. Because they have something at stake. Like, if I, like, I don't want to be working at this minimum wage job the rest of my life, so I have to take my school seriously, but I only have this much time because I have to work, so I got to get my stuff done. Do you see what I mean? Like, well, there's, there's, there's something at stake here. Like, I don't want to be in this minimum wage job forever, so I'm going to, I'm going to push it. And so Lent is a time that reminds us that life is not easy. That life has something at stake. That, that our lives are short. And there's a bigger picture. And we want to, we want, God wants us to, to help us keep our edge. When I have my edge, I'm better. When I, we rise to the occasion. And so... In our lives, there are wild beasts, so to speak, that make our life difficult. For example, roommates. Now, roommates are not always wild beasts. Um, the, pro the problem is not, our roommate's not the enemy. St. Paul says in Ephesians 6, For our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities, with the powers, with the world rulers of this present darkness, with the evil spirits. That just like you could say, the problem is not that political party. 
The, the, part, the problem is not those people who believe those false things. The problem is with principalities and powers and evil spirits that this person is someone to love and be patient with. And so the enemy is, is not my roommate. It is, the, the enemy is almost, uh, the problem is the temptation to be uncharitable and passive-aggressive to this person. That the real challenge there is for me to face my own frustration. For, for me to pray about it and to go to my roommate with patience and trying to understand and being direct and being clear. That actually facing that difficult situation gives challenges me to change and grow to face it. And so in some sense, God wants us to have difficult roommates at times, difficult team members with that project you're working on, difficult co-workers, all those difficult drivers, you know, hang on. All those things give occasion for me to rise to the occasion. And we do that, we face difficult things because we have hope that maybe it'll make it better that maybe there's a rainbow on the other side of those difficulties. That we hear in our first reading and our second reading how God formed this covenant with Noah and his descendants, which is us. That on the other side of a storm, that Noah had a storm for 40 days of rain, that there was a rainbow. That there was a promise that God brings good from all things. That God redeems all things. That God has been there the whole time, even when we didn't feel it. Uh, a week and a half ago, at the beginning of a snow river, or whatever we call it, um, I was headed to Phoenix, and it was crazy. Like, there was, there was snow, and then there was wind and rain, and, and I just was like, just keep going. I Just get down the hill, get over the edge, you know, like... When I get down the hill, it's going to be better. It's going to be worth it. And just like for all of us, when those days of snow, and it, in the middle of it, you're like, this is never going to end. <laughs> like, this is going to, it's going to snow forever, apparently. Um, that in the midst of a storm, it feels like it's never going to end. But we know, we know, I know the snow's got to stop. I know the storm is going to end. I know that there's going to be a rainbow on the other side. God promises there's always a rainbow. My job is to keep driving. My job is to keep going, knowing that God is doing something, that God is with me. And so even Jesus, as he's in the desert today, led by the Spirit, he's not alone, that the angels minister to him. Are you and I ever alone? We're never alone. The fact that we exist, that God himself, God is existence itself, being. And so if I exist, if something exists, even just things that happen, that somehow it exists in God, with God's permission, God holding it. The truth is we're never alone. We, just, we feel alone. Jesus felt alone on the cross. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? 
And I think that's an invitation, too, that when I feel alone, I call it out. Say, God, it feels like you've left me. God, it feels like you don't care. Because the, te- the, the evil one wants to tempt me in that moment to walk away. That the covenant with God says that God is faithful and always there. That God gives himself to me completely. And my invitation is to reciprocate and to give everything back to him. Including my frustration, including my fear. Matthew 18.10 says that our guardian angels look upon the face of God. That we have guardian angels. In addition to God with us, we have advocates. We have guardian angels that, that connect us always with God. A woman told me recently how she was going in for a cancer surgery. And she was rightly nervous, scared, worried. And so she went in, she's laying on the bed. Uh, She said, I just imagined, I was like, God, I need you. She's like, I imagined Jesus standing by my right shoulder and Mary standing by my left shoulder. And she says, as I did that, I suddenly felt a hand on my shoulder. She's like, I looked and there was no one there. She still had cancer. She still had to go through the procedure, but she wasn't doing it alone. We're never alone. And so we forge ahead in the land of wild beasts with hope of rainbows up high and a confidence of angels by our side.